Welcome to the Trey Talk Podcast. I am Isabel Maslowski, and today I have Sarah, Pastor Sarah, joining us from Gloria Day. We've got a fun sort of Christmas message planned for all of you that we've been in the works, and we're really excited to have you listening and joining us today. So, Pastor Sarah, thank you for being here today with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Do you want to just kind of tell everyone maybe a little bit about yourself, what you do over at Gloria Day, and then maybe something you like to do in your free time? Yeah, um, free time. What is that? <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Pastor Sarah Goldhammer, I have been ordained now for almost 12 years. So, I've been um, doing this for a while. Before that, I did youth and fam. I did um, ministry in campus, camping ministry. And so, I've um, been doing this for quite a while. And so, yeah, it's good to be here. I am married to my husband of my husband Eric, and we have three kids. Um, Eli is sixth grade. They keep growing up. <laughs> sixth grade, fifth grade, and then a second grader. Wow. And so yeah, so busy. Yeah, no free time. <laughs> no free time. Yeah, and then we have three animals. Three, no four. So we have a great Dane who's nine and a oh half. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, he's so cute. And then we have a toy Aussie. So you know, like big and little. Mm-hmm. And then we have a cat who's cranky. And then um, we have a bearded dragon. What is that? A bearded dragon. It's the dog of the lizard community. Oh, my goodness. I don't think I've heard of that. Yeah. So, yeah, it was quarantine, right? (laughs) You know, and everyone else was buying dogs. We bought a bearded dragon. Oh, so that's the newest edition. That's the newest (laughs) edition. And you have to buy crickets. Oh. And then you have to feed the crickets because you got to keep crickets alive. Oh, that's Let's a whole nother adventure. Go down that road, yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, I love that for so you. So we have Bella, the bearded dragon. <gasps> yeah. I'm glad you love that for yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> I do love that. I mean, I'm an animal person. Yeah. Full and through, but yeah. I don't know if I would have a bearded dragon. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so either. <laughs> We've had the goldfish and the, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. those, yeah, I think we had a salamander. Yeah. I mean, those, but. Yeah. Well, the bearded dragon, like, long. comes to you. And like it crawls, like it'll <gasps> hang out and like hang out on your shoulder and watch TV with you. And I don't know if that's better than a dog. <laughs> it might be. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Kids yeah. gotta love it. So. Kids love that's it. That's yeah. what counts. So, yeah, so that's in your free time, time, you're taking care of animals, yeah. and children, and <laughs> yeah. And some days read, and I take the dog for a walk, and I love to listen to podcasts. That's mm. my other thing. Mm, me too. True crime podcast. Mm. There's some good ones out there. Yeah. Hopefully yep. we can spice it up a little like those ones. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we'll add some spice Solve in here. Solve the mystery of Mary. Ah, that's There we go. That's a good segue. So yeah, today our message is kind of that Mary did you know? We're mm-hmm. just talking about her side of the Christmas story and getting an inside look and maybe a little bit more personal about, personable about what she went through. Yeah, solve her, solve her mystery here. Yeah, marry the mystery. <laughs> she really is. So when I was kind of looking through this, um, I went a lot more to Luke than Matthew. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew has a good Christmas story, but I found that Mary was a lot more um, mentioned in Luke. So I think a lot of what I found was uh, through this chapter. But at the very beginning, I kind of just want to talk about how Mary was only like 15 or 16 when all of this started taking place. Uh-huh. To me... At that time, I mean, that was probably usual, but just thinking about my 15 or 16-year-old self and my developmental state or, like, mental capacity. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you think was going through her mind as a 15 or 16-year-old 
when all of this just got through. I mean, she was probably just living her life like, what am I going to do today? Am I going to go see my friend Sally down the street? Or, you know, what chores do I have to do today? And all of a sudden, that all is flipped upside down. Yeah, yeah. I don't, like, I always think about that, like, with Mary. Like, I like to think of Mary as not someone that was perfect. And that Mary had these faults. And kind of as you get into the story with Jesus, like the when Jesus turning the wine into water, mm-hmm. the water into wine, the wine into water, <laughs> that would be bad. The water into wine. Um, there's these like, you know, kind of Mary as this real person trying to figure out how to raise the Savior. And so um, I love Mary because, you know, she starts off with um, she's pregnant, obviously, but she's engaged to Joseph. And back then that meant something different. Hmm. So Mary's, you know, like engagement wasn't just getting married and here's the ring and here's what we hope for. It was actually like a a legal binding thing. Hmm. And Mary might not have even met Joseph yet. Wow. Yeah. That's a whole different curveball. That's a whole different curveball because it wasn't, hey, I fell in love with someone and we are hanging out and like, I think I want to marry them. It was, this is who we are giving you to. This is who, Mm because you were a possession. Women were possessions. And so her family would have put this all together. Yeah. So, oh my goodness, the news of this and having to tell, I mean, it's something if you're in a relationship with someone, you're already committed, you've been through the ups and the downs. So you're like, all right, this is just another thing we're going to get through together. But for him, he's like, I don't even know this girl. And all of a sudden. It's all legal. It's not like feelings. Right. I really love her. Right. And we're going to sit down as a. You know, when you're in a relationship or even a friendship and we're going to, you know, have this great conversation and talk this through and come out stronger on the other side. It was like I rented a car and the car isn't the way I wanted it to be. And it was still possible to go back and say this legal document. I mean, we don't want to pursue it anymore, right? I mean, that was an option. So it was almost like you're married when you get engaged and then it's a year that you have to kind of whatever that preparation and then you live with them. So she, that engagement, and then that year. You're in that of, year. She wasn't with him yet. And that's kind of when you get to know somebody. And then you're married. And so when that happened, it already been, it'd been signed. Like the papers had been signed. And all of a sudden, what Joseph thought he was getting isn't what he was mm. getting anymore. Mm. And so he had a few decisions to make. One, he could have stoned her, which would have been totally acceptable. And stoning meaning killing her. Yes. Um, and they're respectable because, you know, in the Bible, it says he was a good, respectable man. He was just going to quietly dismiss mm-hmm. her. Yep. Yep. Now think about Mary. You quietly get quietly Ugh. dismissed as a female who's pregnant. Who's going to ever want to love her again? I mean, I mean, your name is bad. No one's going to. And you don't have land. You can't just go get a job. You can't just like, you know, now I'd be like, oh, I don't need you. I go get I do what I want. You know, like I can go get my own job and provide for myself. That mm. that wasn't Mary. There was no providing for yourself. Gosh, I like to think that God said, like, we're going to make you guys sign this agreement first because mm-hmm. I know what's about to come and how it's going to test the two of you in your relationship, yeah. but it's already binding you. So it's that little bit that, you know, that really light string that's holding yeah. them together that it, they could have easily just pulled it apart. But God was like, that one string is what's going to connect you guys yep. through yep. this. You know, I wonder sometimes, like, being 15 or 16, think about how naive you were. Oh, yeah. And Mm-mm. I think you almost have to be, right? I think it comes with it. It comes with the age. Like, and sometimes even being naive allows you to trust a little bit mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Like, I think about when I was young and some of the decisions I made. Like, even just, you know, like, hey, I'm just going to 
change my whole career, what I'm doing in school and go to seminary and be a pastor. Like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Sure. Like if you I would dream. say that now, I'd be like, well, what about this? And what about the money? And there's what about, so many. there's so many things that might be naive. Mm-hmm. I just was able to say, hey, God's calling me and I'm just going to go do this. Or God asked me and okay, let's just go. Mm-hmm. But there's something about as I get older, I think you, I sometimes it gets harder to just let go and trust. Mm. And so being 15 or 16, you know, I think she didn't even know what the problems could be yet. Yeah, it was almost to her advantage. Yeah. Just because there wasn't so many obstacles in the way or, I mean, she did have people to rely on and help her through it. I think that when I'm 15 or 16, I'd ask my mom for something, you know, and she'd help make it happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know yeah. how, yeah, I mean, this story was, but yeah, just we don't know Mary's thing. parents. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, I would think about what, she, if she told them and how, what their reaction was and we don't hear about them much, so we don't know if they were a part of it or if they just said, oh, figure it out. I mean, yeah. even 15 or 16-year-olds now, that's not a, a, I mean, they can get pregnant today. Yep. Yep. Um, and there probably are some parents that say, well, figure it out. Yeah. And Think about even like 100 years ago, you got sent away because mm. that was a big thing, right? Mm. I mean, Mary, I just don't, what would have her parents would have even done or said? And that's why I think we see her go hang out at Elizabeth's. I was going to say, she's gone for a while. Yeah. So if we look at this and um, go back a little bit, the angel appears to her and says, you know, here's what's about to happen to you. This is that next step. You're going to have a baby. And she's like, oh, I mean, she goes through all the emotions kind of yeah. like that. Uh-huh. What are you talking about? And then he brings it back and says, God has favor on you. And she's probably like, oh, that feels good. You know, yeah, yeah. you think about something like that. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm warmed by that. Yeah, yeah. And then again, she's and then he says, you're going to have a baby. She's probably OK, wait, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. just went through. But wait a minute. Do I really want up God's and down. favor? Yeah. <laughs> Is this really worth it? Yeah. I know this is one song where you, you sing it in church. It's like, where you lead, I will follow. Mm. And sometimes I want to say, I don't know. Because I don't want to sing it because I feel like if I sing it, that I have to mm. mean it. You're proclaiming it. And then you just never know what God's going to do, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and she, do, yeah. She did that. She did that. She said, uh, I mean, at the, after the angel spoke, then she said, all right, I will obey. Yeah. The Make it your huge way. Huge Magnificat. It wasn't just a... I suppose she, we have this whole song by Mary that she just is like in it. Like, I got this. Mm-mm. Honestly, could say it right now, I don't think those would have been the words that came out of my mouth. I know, I, right? I mean, to put that much trust yeah. in, it's not a little thing. It's not like, oh, you're going to move in the next week. And I'm like, okay, whatever you say. I mean, like, I could probably make that happen. Yeah. But for him to say... You're a virgin, you're unmarried, and you're going to have a baby and it's going to be the savior. And for her to say, okay, yeah. let's do this. Yeah. Yeah, we got this. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, I don't think I got this. <laughs> and like you said, there's so many more consequences that <laughs> came with her saying that. Yeah. It oh, was- there was a ton. And she did. I don't think she knew. Because think about her mm-hmm. life. That didn't mean saying yes to God and to his promise and where he's leading you did not mean easy. Hmm. And how many times do we think, like, I'm going to just pray about this. And and sometimes I pray and it's like, okay, this is what I want you to do, God, instead of like your will. There again, right? Your will be done doesn't always mean easy. And so I, you know, I pray and I tell God what I want him to do sometimes. 
That's not always the way it works, right? Like in case you want to know my plans, here it is. And that's not Mary. That's not her. That's she's just like, I've you know you have this, and then you have Joseph, who we don't hear his story very much. He's mm-hmm. kind of silent, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about Elizabeth and her husband lost his voice. Remember that? Yep. When they got pregnant with John the Baptist, he couldn't speak until he was born. So the two main males in the beginning of the story have no voice. So I'm still unpacking that. What does that mean? Right. Because they were the ones in control. I mean, During that time, those were the, those were the voices. Mm -hmm. But God puts us in these women's Mm, place. Yeah. And they're the mouthpiece of proclaiming, which is really cool. And I've been unpacking that a lot the last few weeks. Like, what does it mean that he made them silent? Yeah, he could have left that part out. Yeah. Yeah. And so then you have, you know, Mary and just kind of unpacking Joseph a little bit. Um, So it depends on theologically what you need Mary to be like. So in the Catholic faith, she is a virgin the whole time, right? Yep. And it's very important that Mary never had any other kids. Mm -hmm. And so then Joseph in pictures, if you go back to paintings, um, all those medieval paintings, Joseph is either an old man. Yep. And, um, and they have to have him an old man because he can't get it up and he's not interested in Mary, right? He's like done. It's true. Yep. Or Joseph is a young boy that doesn't know anything and is just as naive and doesn't even know what Mary and how that all works. Which both of those scenarios, I mean, are crazy either way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, either path that would have happened out of those two scenarios, neither of them look good (laughs) no no and for me i want mary and joseph for me it doesn't matter if they went on to have other kids and for me it doesn't matter that mary was perfect in fact i kind of like her imperfect Mm -hmm. because that's how i am oh so i can't yeah i can't relate to someone that's perfect but i can relate to a mary that questioned Mm -hmm. and And wondered yeah i think she she didn't think of herself as perfect either because she's like me you have favor on me like of yeah. all the people in the world, yep. <laughs> me? Why me? So she was questioning herself too. Well, like, what did I do? Yep. I'm a normal human who makes mistakes. And so I, I think you're right. I mean, you're wishing for her to be imperfect, but I'm pretty sure she was. I mean, yeah. we a lot of this comes out of this and you're like, oh, I want to be more like Mary. But Mary was uh, a human like any other. Yeah. She just, she leaned in. Mm-hmm. That's she the leaned into the promises. That's the difference. So then we're kind of talking here about the Elizabeth piece of it. And after the angel comes, I mean, you talked about she's gone for three months. I almost think of Mary like fleeing for three months. She gets the news. She leaves. It doesn't tell us that she told Joseph she was leaving. No, and it doesn't. And somewhere along the line, I read one time that he actually came up there to visit her. Mm. Um, And I'm not sure where that comes from, Mm -hmm. but that's in my head somewhere. Um, But the other part of that is I wonder if maybe she like didn't tell her parents and she uh, just was probably like, what I would have done. <laughs> I'm going to go hang out with Mary. And Mary was um, three days journey away. Oh, Elizabeth. Or Elizabeth. Yeah. Elizabeth was three days journey away from Mary. So it's not like I could text her and say, hey, Mary, I'm coming <laughs> and I have some big news. Or like even be, you know, I just right. need to come hang out for a little bit. Like I'm going to pack my bags and come stay with you. Like, we're talking three days of walking and maybe a donkey ride if you were lucky. And um, probably, let's be honest, she probably didn't feel good. Mm, no. Because the, the beginning first of, trimester. <laughs> yeah. So it was horrible. Mm-hmm. And then you're walking and you're not really, 
She had no idea what Elizabeth was going to do. No, yeah. She, I mean, Elizabeth knew. We knew, we know Elizabeth knew, but Mary was just going, I think she was going to confide in her. Yeah, there I was mean, something about Elizabeth that was safe. Mm-hmm. Out of all the people she could turn to, it was Elizabeth. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you think about your life today and some people in your in that you have relationships with, mm-hmm. I hope that you have that person that you can confide in. And if you don't, then that you can find that person because the Lord gives us those people and makes those people that are like, no matter what you do, your faults, your sins, I will forgive you and I will be, you know, through it with yep. you. So I think that person was Elizabeth yep. for Mary. Yeah. The people that are Christ to you, the people that show you, they call you out on your stuff. Oh, yeah. And you they they love you exactly where you're at. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they know the worst and the best of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. was definitely Elizabeth. And like you said, as soon as she walked in the door, Elizabeth, I mean, the baby in her stomach leapt for joy. So mm-hmm. she was uh, so excited. And I, that had been a breath of fresh air for Mary oh to gosh. walk in the door and be like, you're excited about this? Yeah. You know, when you're, when you go somewhere and you are so nervous about getting there. Oh yeah. And like, it's like a car ride there, like 15, 20 minutes. Can you imagine three days of living with that? Ugh. Gross. But right? I would have not slept. I mean. When yeah. I'm nervous for something or excited about something, I don't sleep. Yeah. Because I just am like waiting for it to happen. Yeah. So that had to be day and night, day and night, day and night, just the mind spinning. Yeah. <laughs> what is this going to look like? I yeah. mean, she probably almost turned around a couple times. Yeah. And then, but you know, she's already had this moment with God that God's made promises to mm-hmm. her. And so, you know, sometimes we find ourselves in sticky situations where we know that God has promised good, but we're not sure how that's going to work itself out. Like, what am I supposed to be doing or, you know, where is my life going and who am I supposed to be with and what, you know, careers, careers, relationships, um, things that you knew weren't right. You know, sometimes I have young adults say, I walked away from this relationship and I just knew it wasn't right, but it was good enough. Should have I stayed Mm. because it was, it was okay or it was good, but maybe I didn't feel like it was something God wanted for me, but they weren't a bad person. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, and to walk away when you're like, I'm getting older. And what does that mean to walk away and to trust that God's saying, no, I have something like I've got this. I mean, we just have moments where we know we feel because you know how you can feel God saying to you. Oh, yeah. Nope. Or yes. And and sometimes it's really hard to let go of those things that and they, they aren't always bad things. They aren't always, you know, horrible things. Sometimes they're great things. But you know, maybe they're not yours. Mm. And you just step out in faith knowing that God's got it. But that's hard. Mm. And that's what Mary on this road, you know, like, think about the roads in your life that you've been on. Like, sometimes those roads last years, you know. And sometimes those roads are a few minutes and sometimes whatever it may be. But that three days on the road, lonely. By yourself. By yourself. A female? No. The roads were dirt paths. Dirt I mean, paths, yep. <laughs> not, a, not a cool journey. No AC in the car. Yeah. I mean. Not the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> podcast. Not listening to us on the podcast. Sarah and Isabel just. <laughs> <laughs> over and over again. I know like you guys are going to do. But you know, like we're talking. Yeah. Dirty. Messy. Messy. Hot. Sweaty. And then to get there. Probably didn't look good. I mean, by the time she arrived. Yeah. I'm sure things did not look, look good. <laughs> put together. <laughs> not like, you know, I believe in God's promise. And yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure she didn't look the part. Yeah. As much as internally she was yeah. said yes, I don't think she looked. Uh-uh. 
Like, no. Th- there's a difference when you say yes inside, but on the outside, you're like, this oh, yeah. is a long journey, Lord. Like, yeah. I know it on the inside, I'm still with you, but on the outside, you yeah. are physically, on mentally. On the outside, I'm feeling pretty rugged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, like, you have those people in your life that they just open up the door. They're your safe space. They're your sanctuary. There are the people that God puts in your life to remind you that you're okay. Gotta hold on to them. Mm. Yeah. And even if they change throughout your life, uh, I mean, there's another door that opens. Yeah. And you can just run to them. Yeah. That's such a good feeling. Yeah. And I think, too, if you don't have that person right away, I mean, God is that person you can run to. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, repeatedly, Mary goes back to, yeah. to God throughout her story. Yeah. Because who else was she to turn to? Yeah. When she felt so alone, she had Elizabeth. Yeah. And that was it. So when Elizabeth isn't around, mm-hmm. where do you find that safe place? Yeah. You know, there's times in my life where I have struggled and I've been, you know, Mary and I've needed people. And I one time had a pastor do a really convicting sermon. And he said that when you don't have people or when you feel really alone or when you like when you're waiting for someone to come and rescue you. Like you get to be the person that looks around and helps rescue others. Mm. And so there was a point in my life, especially as a really young adult, when I moved to a new place and I was feeling like I wasn't being welcomed the way that I felt they should be welcoming me. And, um, and I was waiting for someone to come and get me. And what I realized is that maybe I needed to do the searching out and the loving and caring for others and being the Elizabeth right. in other people's lives that said, Hey, I see you're struggling. Me too. Or, you know, or like, Hey, can I, how can I help you? Or, and in those relationships, when you're caring for others, you stop worrying about yourself Mm. and you find friends Mm. and you get to be that for other people. And they end up being that for you back. And so I think there's been times in my life when I've waited for other people to rescue or to save me or to walk alongside me. And I forgot that I can be that for mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to think of it when someone does that for you and you experience that feeling, uh, it's almost easier to turn around and be like, I want to give that to somebody else. I want yeah. them to experience what that feeling is like. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this could have led of another door for Mary to be able to be that person for someone else after yep. experiencing all this. I mean, our experiences lead yep. to those opportunities to be able to then give back to to another person who's struggling or going through the same thing she's going through or whatever you're going through. Yep. Yep. That opening of the door. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's huge. So then let's see, let's Elizabeth opens the door and welcomes Marion and Mary stays for three um, months and they don't give us a lot of detail about what happens in those three months, but I just, like you said, maybe Joseph visits her, but it can, she's just sitting there. But I could be yeah. wrong. She, I mean, That's she's in my head somewhere. I mean, what is Mary doing in those three months? Her and Elizabeth just hanging out. I mean, they're both pregnant together. They're probably like, all right, what are you feeling? Here's what I'm feeling. Yeah. And you think they're in that time. There wasn't um, doctors to or figure out how to tell Mary's parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, there's had to be so many questions going through their head. Right. What are your friends, your parents, or do I hide because... Yeah. I could be killed if people find out. Yeah, and maybe she was hiding. I think somewhere in there, she was there for quite a while before Joseph knew. And then somewhere in there, the angel right. yep. came to Joseph yep. and said, you know, chill out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and she, I, she didn't know that. So yeah. after her three months and she goes back, 
I mean, that not that yeah. three-day journey again <laughs> where yep. she's walking back to Joseph. Yep. Um, just thinking, how God am I going to tell him? to man up. Yeah. Know? She doesn't know the angel came to him, so she's just uh-uh. like, oh, now I have to go tell yeah. Joseph. And she might oh. not even really know him that well. Mm. She might have met him. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a complete stranger <laughs> that you're engaged to legally, and now you got to tell him that? Mm. I mean, that's, I can't even imagine. Mm-mm. What she was thinking and going yeah. through. Yeah, and then, but she does, and he's there for her. And we kind of miss that whole window of what happens in between mm-hmm. there. Right. And whether Joseph, there again, like, was Joseph a man, you know, in those days too, um, Joseph could have had a lot of different wives. And Mary was another wife. Hmm. Um, You know, and there's thoughts of that too, that she was just kind of a... Or he lost wives. And because, you know, people didn't live that long. So maybe he lost other wives and she was another one or, you know. Um, and so um, did he fall out of favor in the community? Was he a businessman? You know, carpenter, we mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. But a businessman, carpenter. And did people stop thinking good of him? Yeah, stop using his services. Yeah. <laughs> Hurting his business. Yeah. And I, I know we... She gets there, and like you said, he says, I'm going to quietly divorce you. So that then Mary goes to bed thinking, like, so now I'm going to do this alone. Yep. Uh, I mean, that first night when she gets back, she's like, all right, it's just me and the baby, and we got to get through this together. Yeah. So, and it's not like, where am I going to find, like, you know, housing that's not going to cost yeah, as much? This is like, or... how am I going to find food? Because that's why in the Bible, the widow and... um the just you know women that have lost things are so important mm-hmm. um like the book of ruth remember and she, boaz takes that's why it's important they were gleaning off of the fields because the the last after they've harvested they left a row for people that didn't have any money mm-hmm. to come and pick for food and there's nothing you can't go to the market and grab something <laughs> people will see you and then they'll take you or yeah i mean yeah. there was a lot at risk there was a lot at risk so, I mean, that night, everything's probably in shambles again. She's probably back down on her knees. She's going, Lord, yeah, what's going on? Yeah. And then the next morning she wakes up and Joseph says, I had a dream. Yeah. And I know that I'm, I, you're right. And then yeah. he believes her. He didn't believe her at first. No. And he was, you know, it's so funny because I love the Bible. Like he was going to quietly dismiss her, <laughs> yeah. AKA like her life would be ruined and she'd be all by herself and life was going to suck. Right. Like, but we're like, oh, that's such a nice Joseph. <laughs> He was a good man. What a man. gentleman. Yeah, what a gentleman. <laughs> yeah. Now we'd be like, hey, baby daddy. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Take care of what you did, you know? <laughs> or take care of this woman or whatever. Yeah. She was going to have nothing. So thank goodness the angel came. And normally, yeah, normally you would be stuck. I mean, he had every right to stone her. Yeah. Legally and socially. Yeah, he should have done it right away. I mean, why did he just go to bed that night and say... I'm going to sleep I think on Joseph this. Joseph has a conscience. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe God was already working on him, you know, and questioning and wondering, and then the angel comes mm-hmm. to him. and The timing. Yeah. But how many of us have had, like, big, huge moments? Like, granted, I've never had an angel that has visited <laughs> me and told me exactly what to do. But we've I've had big moments where, like, you know, I've been with someone, and I felt like God's, like, nudged me to bring them to church mm. or nudge me to tell them about my faith mm-hmm. and i've been like eh, this isn't the time and place god you know and then i'm like those were huge nudges and i ignored 
but Joseph didn't ignore. Yeah. And right away he got up and was like, yep, that was from the Lord. Yep. I'm going back to Mary and I'm going to make things right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Usually there's a good waiting period in there for me when I feel like something is stirring. I'm like, I'm going to wait on this. I'm yeah. going to sit and wait on this yeah. before maybe an action happens or maybe an action doesn't happen. But right, I, I feel like to think Joseph is sleeping, he wakes up from his g- dream, eyes wide open, and he just like takes off running to- yeah. towards Mary. Yeah. That's what I like to think in my mind. Yeah. He's like, I got to make this right. right. And they're in this together. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. for not knowing each other, even nine months in, like he's in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But after that moment, I mean, Joseph is number one, number one dad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's there. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that crazy, too, like, for not even knowing each other? He doesn't just halfways do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he takes the same yes that Mary did when she found out she was pregnant. He said, yeah. all right, I'll be yeah. the father of this child. Yeah. You know, and then we have Mary, like, in this, but then, like, Jesus is born and they have to flee to Egypt. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so mm-hmm. much, like, life. Mm-hmm. It's not even having a baby in a stable, which, hello. <laughs> I mean, oh, poor mom. Having a baby. Poor mom. Yeah, I mean, Ugh. with, with you know, having the epidural and everything is already one thing, mm-hmm. but you have no knowledge of that this baby's going to be okay, mm. and if someone said you want to have a home birth, I would say no way, because <laughs> I had my EMT, and I know all the things that can go happen, and I want to be in the hospital and make sure I have doctors if something happens. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the likelihood of survival rates in childbirth then was slim. Yeah. I mean, to none. Yeah, and now you're all by yourself with... In the middle of nowhere. And mm-hmm. yeah, did they have a midwife? Like, who was around? <laughs> I mean, moms? she's not like, Joseph, come on, you can do yeah, this. I on, mean, <laughs> step up. Step up, Joseph. <laughs> That's the other thing I never thought of before because guys normally weren't at births. Oh. Because even the 1500s, there's men no weren't. way she did it by herself. No, there's no <laughs> way she did it by herself. Was Joseph like, I never thought about that before. That's a new thought process for me. That Joseph, I like him more and more all the time because he had to. He gets have. better. He, he gets, gets better. better. Yeah, that Joseph. I mean, yeah. and yeah, as they're traveling there, it's we just talked about her three day journey at the beginning of her pregnancy, a month, yeah. but now she's nine months. And she rode a donkey, yeah. possibly. Have you seen donkeys? <laughs> so today we were dropping off some care packages, and there were some horses, and there were donkeys, and I was saying to someone, you know. I would never really want to ride a donkey. And I know people that do because horses have like this long gait and mm. it's not as bumpy, but donkeys like are like they really, really one fast. One foot after the other. Yeah. I like mean. it's a bumpy road. Mm-hmm. It's not like a big horse. That's a Cadillac that just is like a smooth ride. We're talking bumpy, really pregnant. <laughs> yeah. That road. I mean, it says as soon as they got there, she went into labor. I, that journey probably put her into yeah. labor. Like That's how strenuous. Yeah, times. exactly. <laughs> these rocks and these bumps and these, this donkey. I mean, yeah, it couldn't have been an easy. No. Uh-uh. And that was that same kind of like three, four days. Right. Of, and we're talking desert. Yeah. We had an exchange student from Israel, from Jerusalem last year. And so we've talked a lot about like, how far does it get here? She probably got annoyed by my questions. <laughs> what about this? What about that? We're talking hilly, deserty, not. It's not like walking the cornfields out mm-hmm. here. You know, it's hard to imagine. I mean, and usually at that point you're on bed rest. Yeah. She should not have been yeah. on a donkey. No. Going anywhere. Huh. You know, in the deserts, like things don't get really, really cold, except for sometimes at night, but not even then. Like our exchange student, it got down to like, you know, 40 and she's mm. like, 
is it going to get much mm. colder than this? And I'm like, well, honey. They, they didn't have a weather app. Yeah, I mean, they were. <laughs> Mary and Joseph were like, all right, what day should we leave? Okay, Friday looks the best. Yeah. I yeah, mean, they I were like, thought about that. hopefully this is a dry, I mean, yeah. rain. It's a desert, but could have yeah. rained. Could have yeah. gotten low temperatures. You didn't stop off at the Holiday Inn. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, where would you slept? Just on the side of the road? We know that it was not an easy journey because she goes into labor as soon as yeah. they get there. But then, like you're saying, you think of this poor mama pulling up to a new city. She doesn't. First child. Yep. She doesn't have any family there. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's going to be around to m- the midwife. There's mm-hmm. We don't know. I mean. And we never <laughs> do hear whether Mary's parents. Just think about your parents. Mm-hmm. Like. Grandparents. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm pushing 40 now. Um, and I can say that my parents mean just as much to me. And you call them for like, hey, mm. what about this? Mm-hmm. Or should I buy this car? Or is this a good decision? Mm-hmm. Or especially as you get older and you make, you know, I remember calling my mom two weeks after I had my first baby and I was so exhausted <laughs> and I called her crying saying, I love him, but I just want him to go back inside, <laughs> you know, because I was just, yeah. and my mom goes, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> you know, like, yep, you're right on track for new motherhood. <laughs> You know, like you're just, and you go to your parents for those things. Is this normal? Mm-hmm. Is this like, can I have your opinion? Mm-hmm. We don't hear anything about Mary's parents at all. She's Jesus' grandparents. Jesus. So we don't know. Were they, you know, I think during that day, like that's who kind of helped you to have oh, yeah. the birth. And that's who told you they what were, to went through it with you. Yeah. So they're like. Yeah, that happened to me. So yeah. I think it's normal. Yeah. As far as I know, everything turned out okay with you. So the cords, <laughs> yeah. sterilizing things. Like, how do you know any of None that? None of that has changed. Yeah. That's still the same thing today. Now yeah. we we're, we just have all those people that we rely on. Yeah. And I call 911 if it gets bad. So yeah. Mary's sitting there like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if she knew kind of what to expect. Yeah. I, she'd had to have had Maybe friends or some or people. Yeah. Well, and if that was normal, mm-hmm. so she would have had friends or people mm-hmm. a little bit older than heard her. about it but or elizabeth would have given birth before her. right but yeah. no, she wasn't there i don't i mean yeah, now I mean, she has to full trust in his plan and yeah he said that the messiah will be born so in the back of her mind she's got to be thinking you said he was gonna be here yeah. on this earth so yeah. this isn't gonna be easy but i i, I yeah. feel like in the back of my mind i would have been yeah. repeating like he said he's going to be here on this earth. So this pregnancy is going to happen. This birth is going to happen. I don't know how, but yeah. I think that would have been just yeah. a She for sure was the one that knew that this was because she was a virgin. Mm-hmm. Whereas I wonder sometimes with Joseph, he could have oh, been yeah. like a little bit more. Oh, like, yeah. Are you sure doubt she didn't? crept in. Yeah. For sure. Because she would have had that. Pro- she would have known for sure because how else would have she mm-hmm. gotten pregnant? Mm-hmm. So for her, yeah, that idea of. A Messiah is going to be born, and that's just this is going to go. Yeah, it might not be easy, but yeah, (laughs) he's going to be born. Yeah, you know, the other thing about the Christmas story is that, um, and Mary is that a lot of times the things that we hear, um, even in hymns and songs, and really aren't true. Mm. And so, what's written in the Bible, I just challenge people to go back and like to actually read the story. Mm Because um, sometimes we make assumptions that we've known the story or we've heard the story so much that we put stuff in there. Like even the We Three Kings, there were no three kings that actually came. 
And, you know, a lot of this happened over years. It wasn't like all in one night, all of a sudden, you know, they're bringing frankincense and myrrh and, and the people, it was probably astrologers that came because they were watching Mm. the stars. And um, there's a lot in the Bible that we have watched um, too many Christmas stories and like somehow made that a thing. And so I just really always challenge people to go back and like actually read the text. Mm Mm-hmm. And not only that, but the text, when you read it, it speaks new to you. And there's Every things year. that you, like, even as we're talking, I'm like, God, I've never thought about that before. <laughs> like, and how does that, you know, what does that say? Because mm-hmm. I think, like, God's always working on us and always trying to, like, help us to understand things differently. And, you know, as you grow in faith and as you grow in years and as you, these scripture verses mean something new and different mm-hmm. and speak different to you when you need them. And like, I can never preach the same sermon because I read old sermons and I'm like, wow, this is horrible. <laughs> you know, because you... Everything's changed. Everything's changed. The people have changed. The times have changed. What God wants me to say has changed. Mm. It's different. Mm. And so it almost seems like ridiculous to have like preach that sermon because that was, that was then. Mm-hmm. This is now. And so that's the same with these scripture mm-hmm. verses. Like you dig into things and you're like, oh, I've never... Right thought about it like that before go back and unfold the story again yeah and where do you find yourself you know are you in life are you on the road like mary mm. trying to figure it out and you feel kind of lost um are you at the door and are you elizabeth or are you mary and the door's open and it's joyous and things are good and things are working out you know and then after that she has to walk home <laughs> and then those months of probably and telling joseph right. and anxiety and you know, the journey that we take in life is never just, I've made it, which I think has been hard for me because I like to get things done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you go through high school, graduate. Yes. Got the diploma. You go through college. Yes. Got the diploma. Now it's like, okay, now I got to find someone to marry and what's life going to look like and who do I want to spend my life with? You know, like a you're always line. the next mm-hmm. a timeline or whatever, but that's not really how life is. Mm-hmm. I mean, even think about Mary's timeline here. <laughs> it was not anything her 14-year-old self was dreaming of. No, she wasn't like, hey, God, I really want to do this for yeah. you. Like, no one would ask for that, right? <laughs> I just want to be a good, you know, and it wasn't Christian then. It would have been Jewish. You know, I want to be a good Jewish kid or whatever. And But maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's enough for me. And even after the birth of her baby, her firstborn She knows what's going to happen. She knows once those astrologists or shepherds or those guests come, they're knocking at the door right away. And she's like, can I just get some time with my baby? This is Jesus, my firstborn. But right away, they're like telling her of the good news and how he's going to go out and spread the news. And she's it says she takes a moment and just ponders it in her heart. Because she knows that, like, this is my second where I get to just hold on to him. She knows what's coming. Yeah. And that timeline is not not what a mother would ask for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't say, all right, I had him. Now he's the world's. Go out and do what you're supposed to. I mean, you want to hold on to that. You want to cherish yeah. that moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then you have those years, and they're kind of long years of, like, raising him. Mm-hmm. And then he was, what, 12 mm-hmm. in the temple when he? When he left. Yeah. When he was there, they left. They left him there by accident let's be honest (laughs) parents just do stuff like that sometimes and they're sorry because i have a 12 year old now and i have once forgotten my kids at a thing um and i sent a young adult to go pick them up and money for mcdonald's because i felt bad 
But parents, so um, just remind yourself, your parents meant well. Um, and they love you. They just make mistakes. But, um, you know, he's 12 and my my oldest one's 12 now. And I just think to myself, I'm doing the now I'm doing the like, he's sixth grade. It's almost, you know, we're over halfway is over until he moves out. Like I'm having these like, like, yay, they're like nerdy middle schoolers. And I love this age. And then also like, they're not my babies. Mm-hmm. And so Mary is, you know, it doesn't take many years before you're there. And not only are they not my babies, but Mary's saying, he's really not mine. Right. And he's going to remind her of that. And and sometimes not always the nicest way. That Jesus. I yeah. think he was kind of short with his mom, especially in the Bible. Like, mom, you know? you know what I'm supposed to be doing here. Yeah, like, mom, stop. Why are you getting so attached? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so right? emotional. Yeah. I mean, he kind of reprimands her sometimes. And I want to be like, she birthed you. <laughs> she traveled on she, that donkey. She traveled on a donkey. She... <laughs> She, people were mad at her. Like, yeah. Give her a break. Give her a break. <laughs> For real. <laughs> she never got a break. Up until the moment she found out till you were 12 years old. This mama has been through it all. Yeah. And they had to, you know, flee to Egypt. That's, you know, just, and think about the times when you have moved and had to start over. Mm-hmm. Friends, family. Because mm-hmm. you establish people that if something goes wrong, you can call them and ask for help. Especially then, Right. Um, you couldn't just call the handyman to come fix your whatever. Um, you had to reestablish. And so, mm-hmm. you know, here Mary and Joseph had to reestablish their lives and with a baby and all these things. And and none of that was easy. I'm sure they were still getting questions even after he was born. Are you sure that's the Messiah? Are you sure you two didn't do it? Are you sure? I mean, yeah. I don't think it ended just when yeah. he was born. The questions uh-uh. or the... Think the about trials. small town gossip. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because, I mean, they weren't home for very long. Like, Mary was gone. They came back. They had to leave again. And then uh, finally, when they went home, it was probably like, okay, everybody's knocking at their door, asking questions, and yep. still not trusting like yeah. they did. I always like to, in all of these pieces, put myself either as one of the characters or like standing there watching one of the characters. So just standing there watching Jesus, I mean, proclaim all of these pieces of scripture that nobody should even know at that age. You're just like, what? How? I mean. Yeah. Yeah, How does he even doing that? It's, yeah, Yeah. it would seem not, I mean, that he wasn't even human. Yeah. Which, and you think you'd get some type, I don't know, I always picture like being around Jesus, like you get this like, I don't know, maybe it's just my feel good vibe <laughs> right, or like right. something's different right. about him or like, I There's don't know. people that you get that feeling from. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, they're a believer or you get that feeling like, you know, they're not just doing it to do it. Like you just kind of, you know, you meet people and mm-hmm. you get the vibe. Mm-hmm. And I just had that vibe. For yeah, sure. I picture <laughs> Jesus with a vibe. No, I picture Jesus in a hippie like outfit, you know, like, hey dude. Um, but yeah, like Jesus had to have had that like feeling being mm-hmm. around him, right? So then, yeah, then you'd think even just Mary and Joseph had to have that vibe too. I mean Yeah. It had just been a family vibe. Yeah, family <laughs> they were just vibe. Vibing. Everyone was like, yeah. We want to be around them. We want to hang out with them. That's probably one of the reasons they didn't all get stoned or I mean, there had there was something that everybody was like this family. There's is something a family. different, mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah. we should all embody. Yeah, and I don't have all the answers because you know, like there's times where God hardens people's hearts, and there's time where He softens them, and there's times like, um, and I don't, I don't quite all understand like God's why God does what God mm-hmm. does, um, 
but there had to have been people around him that God, I don't used is the wrong word, not like as in bad use, but that God put in their lives to, besides mm-hmm. Elizabeth. Right. That helped them along the way. Mm-hmm. That were um, instruments. Because, you know, we talk about like um, being God's hands and feet in the world. Like that God is ahead of you doing the that God knows what the next step is, that God knows where he's going and where you're going. And that I just always pray that I see and that I'm aware of what God's doing so I can be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And so that I can um, further whatever God's got going mm-hmm. on. Cause I really do think that God's ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And so um, I just always think that I hope that I have the recognition of having my eyes open. You and know? It, like you said, there's a, um, probably a lot of people that there had to be a little bit of normalcy in Jesus's life and the parents' life of he's a 10-year-old. What do we do with, with this 10-year-old? Or he's a teenager. How do we deal with this teenager? Yeah. And there was people they had to turn to to ask those questions or to learn from. Yeah. Uh, and then they get to go and be that serving yeah. couple to another family. Yeah. And then I think about, um, like you said, we don't know if Mary had other uh, children after you know there's that part in there where jesus is go- he knows he's gonna go to the cross and he's mm-hmm. kind of preparing all these people in his life for different things um and he looks at mary and he says you know mary these are your sons mm-hmm. this is your mm-hmm. you know my brother and he'll say i'm my brothers well some people say that's like this overall like christian brotherhood mm-hmm. and some people would argue that that's like his brothers mm-hmm. and so um because there again, so Joseph, we don't hear about Joseph when he gets older. Do you notice that? Like Joseph is nowhere to be found. So I'm not sure um, there again, I'd have to do some of my research on that. But I think Joseph dies pretty early mm. on because even at the wedding at Cana, it's just Mary. And Joseph kind mm. of goes into the background. And that's another one of those things. That's why Joseph is so old is because they don't, people right. don't know what to do with like, where did Joseph go? Right. Like, was she done with him? And then he just went off into the sunset. Like, no one knows. Or did we just not write about him? Mm-hmm. Or Some missing pieces. Yeah, but when Jesus goes to the cross, we don't see Joseph and Mary at the cross. Um, and so he needs a way to take care of Mary mm-hmm. because um, if there weren't any other siblings or mm-hmm. um, if Joseph was gone already, because that all of their money or all of their possessions or all their whatever would have gone to Jesus and then Mary would have been out. Because if you were a female and your husband died and you had any kids, you were done. And so um, it all Goodness. was based on, you know, inheritance. And so there was some, you know, Jesus was making sure even at the end that he took care of his mom. What a guy. What a guy. What a guy. That's what every mom is like. I know. <laughs> Can you do that for me? Yeah, yeah, and that she mattered, and mm-hmm. that it's, yeah. And Mary's life just wasn't easy. But I think there's a lot of pieces that we talked about or in this story that are relatable to lives today, to families today, to yeah. children today, yeah. to young adults today. That you can look at this story and say, "Gosh, that piece of it, that piece that Mary was." pregnant at 15 or that she didn't know what to do she didn't have the answers she didn't know who she was going to be with there's a lot of this that I I mean I even look at in the stories you told about your life today that I think thank goodness (laughs) for Mary and for her story and that we get to look back at it uh, and really just see 
her miracle and then the miracle that came out of her story because just everything we've talked about, it shouldn't have happened. Yeah. That baby shouldn't have made it through it. She shouldn't uh-huh. have been able to get through nine months. I mean, yeah, it's a miracle. Yeah, it is a miracle that she even made it that people that, yeah, people weren't angry mm. and did stuff to her or Joseph that they, I mean, all those things. Thank God yeah. for this baby yeah. and for Mary. It's just fun to look at a different perspective yeah, and to really like put yourself in Mary's shoes or Elizabeth's shoes and getting to see Mary or hear the news or a bystander or the, they always stay, talk, talk about the lamb or the donkey that was in the um, barn when mm-hmm. she gave birth. I mean, just to be one of them there watching it and being a part of it is so special and I, I do like to read and put myself in those shoes and yeah. it changes the whole story. Yeah, it does. And yeah, in different places in your life when you feel mm-hmm. like you're different people or, you know, and, and the thing about the Bible is so amazing. What I love it is it's people's stories. So I'm a narrative theologian. So I, um, I find God in the story mm-hmm. and I love people's stories. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Bible is this canon and it's this you know, people's story from the Old Testament, how people messed up and God was like, okay, let's do this again. And then people would mess it up and then God would walk alongside and say, okay, let's try it this way now. And knowing that people just couldn't get it right. And then he brings Jesus and says, okay, this promise isn't based on you getting it right. It's based on me forgiving you mm-hmm. and me loving you and you continuing to like, let's do better, you know, like let's try again next time. And and, and having a relationship with God and understanding what God wants for us, you know, this whole, and then the Old Testament, you know, them trying to work out their relationship and their faith. And the thing is, is we're the same way. Exactly. That's we're trying to work out our relationship and God always saying to us, you are mine, child of God now and forever. Mm. Tell your story. Yeah. This tell is your story. Your story. <laughs> this is your story. You know, think about, we put all this stuff on Facebook. We do, this is, <laughs> this is your story. Mm-hmm is how I'm at work in your life. Just like I have been from generation to generation to generation. And this whole book is God going after his people. Mm. God continuing, no matter how far off they are, how far they've wandered themselves, God says, I will always go after you. And I am doing it in ways, Mary's story, your story, my story, in ways that sometimes we don't expect. And all of our stories are different, but they're all part of the whole story. Mm. And how God continues and loves us and is with us mm. and guides us and all those good things. I think that's a great way to go into the Christmas season this year. I yeah. mean, this year has been a story in itself <laughs> and he's using it yeah, he to is. tell our story. And I think that's just warming. There's been a lot of cold. In this year, but I think that just brings a lot of warmth to the heart knowing as you go into this season that it's it's your story um, and you can look back and see how he's used other stories to develop you and shape you and how your story will do the same for someone else. Yeah. And share your story. Mm. Because it's important. Mm. That's beautiful. I think that's a great place to to end on this beautiful story of Mary um, in the Christmas season here. Yeah, yeah. 
Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you, fun. Sarah. This is fun. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind just saying a prayer um, for all of our listeners or anyone who's joining us today as they go into this Christmas season and maybe they're going through some paths and some journeys that are rough. Um, maybe it's a birth at a young age or family um, problems. Just uh, thinking about those people in this Christmas season and in this year of 2020 um, and how God is using these rough paths to shape a brighter, beautiful future in his name. So if you wouldn't mind just praying us out here. Yeah, I'd love to. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just give you thanks for this day. We give you thanks um, for your son, Jesus Christ, who came down into this world, who came into this world as a baby, vulnerable to Mary and to Joseph. We give you thanks for Mary and her witness to the gospel and her witness to what it means to be a follower and a servant Um, what it means to sacrifice, sacrifice in the name of you. Lord, and we just ask um, that you would be with all this year, this season, this Advent Christmas season, that you would help them to know that you are with them no matter what season of the journey that they're in. This year has been rough. Um, It's been challenging. Um, There's been some amazing things that have come out of it. And we know that you are all about taking death and making it into new life. Mm -hmm. You're all about taking what is broken and sinful and painful and bringing about new life in this world and the next. Lord, help us to be people that live out that promise. Help us to be your hands and your feet in this world. Help us to be the light in the darkness in and through you. Lord, we just give you thanks for all that you have given us. We give you thanks for your stories and for this book that we get to see you come alive in and through. We just pray for all those who are listening, um, whether it be um, they're in a journey and a struggle and on a on a road which seems dark and dreary, um, whether they need someone to walk alongside them. We, Lord, we just ask that you'd bring people into their lives that would encourage them and remind them of the promise when they are struggling. Lord, or whether it's something that is joyful and exciting and amazing, Lord, we know that you are all about those things too, and that you walk with us and celebrate with us. Lord, whatever it is, we know that you are there, and we give you thanks. We just ask this and everything else in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.